When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Welcome along to Robins on the Wire with myself, Michelle Owen, and Gregor McGregor. So much to talk about this week yet again. I do fear, though, that Bristol City's playoff hopes might have just fallen by the wayside now. We'll come on to that. Also talk about the transfer market. Lee Johnson's been very honest in his assessment of a few things this week at the Bristol City press conference. Gregor was there. He's going to fill us in with the latest. And we will hear from Lee Johnson himself. We'll talk about Bobby Reid. We'll talk about the summer and these big decisions that Lee Johnson has to make. And also a Bristol O'Neill who is doing superbly at the moment at the club he's on loan at. So let's start then with the Borough game. I mean, how good or how bad were Bristol City? Um, they, they weren't too great but they did have chances Lee Johnson said after the match that um, they'd had some really good chances and I'd agree with that you'll probably have seen the highlights Bobby Reed, that, that, that volley at the end of the game uh, such a great chance Flint's knocked down and the one man you wanted to go to is, is Bobby and he's there and unfortunately blues it over the bar but they did have a couple of other good chances Brownhill in the first half was almost sort of through one-on-one with the goalkeepers uh, stop, um, sorry the, the uh, Middlesbrough goalkeeper Randolph saved it um, and Milan Juric could have had a penalty uh, what disappointed me was that for a large chunk of the second half Middlesbrough dominated the game really pushed back mm. the Robins and it didn't look like um, City were going were ever going to really take the lead and with that that defeat that's the playoffs gone isn't it let's be honest well, there's a, a statisti- statistician who I like, and um, he calculates they have a one percent chance of being promoted this season. One percent chance. One percent chance. So uh, it's not over yet, um, and we <laughs> should emphasise that because I, I actually think you look at the fixtures that are coming up, like Millwall against Fulham on Friday night, yeah, which is terrific. If City did win three games out of three, I think they will be in the mix for uh, that sixth place. I think they'll just miss out if they win three yeah. or three. I think they'll miss out by a point, and it'll be horrible. That's what I think will happen. Which is funny because we if said last. Three of three. Remember last week we said that I th- that point at Middlesbrough. If they could have got a point up there, yeah. that could have been crucial. Exactly. But yeah. I bumped into Jamie McAllister. I was doing Bristol City Ladies last night, and he was saying that you know the Borough performance was disappointing. I said, oh, "It seemed. Do you think it's over now?" He's like, "Well, if we win three, you never know. So win." win three and you're in the mix you know with what you said really with the way that everybody's got to play everybody so far I don't think it is quite over yet however would you bet at the moment on Bristol City suddenly winning three out of three that's probably unlikely it's just their form is not there is it if you if you look you know just this second half of the season simply has not been good enough, has it? And it doesn't warrant a playoff place. When you're not playing well enough, you're not getting the results. They don't deserve to be in there. That's no, the truth. I, I could see them winning on Saturday. I could see them maybe even winning on the road at Nottingham Forest. But then drawing at home to Sheffield United. On the last day. Yeah, we'd kind of sum it up. In a way. Yeah, I think we'd, we'd sum up the season, really. But, I mean, it's a jam-packed championship weekend and there's loads of big games in there that would affect the playoffs. But with all the teams sort of trailing behind, trying to get in to that top six, Bristol City have now fallen below Brentford. 
I know that is it's so annoying that they they have that one defeat and drop what from seventh to eleventh or, or eighth. But that's how tight it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, completely agree. But I do fancy them to get a, um, a few points in the final three games and hopefully finish in the top ten. And I still think that would be a good year of progression. It would be a good year of progression, but as we've said so often, it's just a shame when it was so promising second at, at Christmas time. One point on that, I was speaking to a club insider, and their view was. Imagine if the season had panned out the other way round, say they'd started badly and gone on a good run, mm. a bit like Millwall had done, then wouldn't things be, be looked at very differently? Wouldn't there be a lot less moaning? And Yeah, of course, of so. course. I think that's probably we've, they've probably done it the wrong way round, I guess, in a way, mm. would you say? But then again, if they'd started badly, the pressure would have been on Lee Johnson again. And, you know, some of the football they played in the first half of the it's season true. was, was superb. But something that's really true. been discussed and something I've talked about in my column this week is the January transfer window. And we sat here on the 1st of February and we thought there had been a positive transfer window for Bristol City. We thought the signing of Lewis Journey, the striker, was a good one, that Liam Walsh in midfield was another option. And, of course, Ryan Kent, this exciting winger coming on loan from Liverpool. The reality is none of those three have made an impact. Is this true? Um, what do we know? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ryan Kent... Um, I spoke to Lee Johnson yesterday at his press conference. I think we're going to come on to this. But uh, Lee said yesterday that there is a £10 million player um, potentially there in Ryan Kent. He just hasn't shown it for whatever reason. I think he needs a, a run of games. I think he's been affected by that form that he's um, carried over from the Bundesliga, from Freiburg. Um, and yeah, for various reasons, the guys that have come in haven't um, had an impact. Liam Walsh uh, was always going to be one for the future. Um, and I really like actually what he's shown in the in the few minutes that he has had on the pitch. He, he played in a behind-closed-doors friendly this week against Newport. He impressed then, Lee said. Um, and I, yeah, I, th- I think he's... Um, well, he's only 20 years old, people forget that. Um, and he's definitely one for the seasons ahead. But yeah, the other two guys we expected more from, and certainly Lee did, and Lee in fact said this, uh, he, he hoped to get more from them, and it hasn't happened for whatever reason. And let's hear from Lee Johnson now then, because you asked him, you know, did he feel let down by the club in the transfer window? And we talked about the transfer window with him a little bit in his press conference. Here's what he said. It's not in that market. We're not. And it's where we are as a football club. Do you know what I mean? People can uh, speculate, but the wages that it took to get Mitrovic in, for example, um, was up right up there with a, with a top Premier League player. If you include the loan fee and the wages um, and, and sort of balance that out weekly uh, it was a huge amount to pay and uh, obviously it's been successful Mitrovic is a very good player and everybody will have their version of that um, we tried to, to be creative uh, for the wages that we pay uh, and, the, and the way that we try and recruit we try to be creative as far as there's not an awful lot of uh, names that come into the funnel if you like um, in January because it's very difficult to get a standard player out of any club that you'd be looking for like the two players that you've mentioned there we invested I think in a really good signing in Liam Walsh which was, which was for the future and obviously we hope that uh, Louis Dione and Ryan Kent w- would give us a bit more than they have for the now and uh, I think we had to cover those positions because of um because of the injuries that we had. We wasn't sure how Matty Taylor was going to come back. We wasn't sure how Milan Juric was going to come back. And we had to give ourselves a chance. And sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But the truth is that the the funnel of names that come in to where we are to get the sort of quality that we need to get 
is 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 difficult for where we are as a football club so at this moment. So the club didn't let you down on signings then? No, I never felt let down by the signings. I always knew what this club was about. Do you know what I mean? It was always a, a case of uh, progression and to continue to progress. Yes, in hindsight, you look back at it and you say, right, what a fantastic opportunity. But the players that were playing at that point had also got us there do you know what I mean so it's a it's a fine line really and uh, it's a balancing act I suppose the lesson is uh, to sign players that if you can that are playing regularly and in form and uh, these are two very good players I mean Ryan Kent let me tell you is, is, a, is a great player he hasn't done it to how we would have hoped uh, in, in our team for whatever reason um, but if you told me Ryan Kent was, was coming through our academy as a young 20-year-old, I'd tell you he's going to be a £10 million player in, in, in the next two years. So um, I think it's a learning process for Ryan as well. I think that he, uh, he came into a club with sort of big expectations and for whatever reason it hasn't quite worked as we'd have all hoped. And uh, sometimes that's because the squad understand each other, you have cohesion um, with particular players because they played with each other for, for well, eight to probably, no, probably 18 months now, some of these boys, and uh, it's not always easy to break in. So what do you make of Lee Johnson's thoughts then on that? Brutally honest. Uh, been discussing this with a few people on social media this morning. Yeah, brutally honest. I don't think he's really saying too much more than stating the obvious. Um, is Basically, Bristol City have had a good season. They've impressed in patches. The Great Carabao Cup run has probably alerted um, several Premier League clubs, unfortunately, to um, their players. Um, everybody is scouted heavily these days. There's so many scouts at games that just the list increases every week. Um, I know that there's interest in a few of the City players. Um, one example of that might be that I think Southampton are starting to take a real interest in some of the City players. I know Ross Wilson, who is um, very high up. I think he's the head of recruitment, in fact, at Southampton, was at Ashton Gate recently. Um, so it could be that clubs of that ilk may be coming down who are going to be who are going to have loads of money to spend, especially in Southampton's Parachute case. payments. Yeah, because they'll also have the um, Van Dyke money as well, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be a lot of clubs looking at City's players. Um, and, yeah, there could be dark clouds ahead. There's going to be big decisions to make one way or another unless they uh, uh, somehow <laughs> claw their way into the playoffs but that's not going to happen um, and yeah so yeah they have got difficult decisions to face in the summer but I keep saying this nothing is set in stone and it will depend on what the players want it'll depend on what offers they get given and they might turn around and say they want to stay at City because let's be honest it hasn't exactly been a thrilling year for Tammy Abraham at Swansea he's, mm-hmm. he's had yeah good times and bad times obviously made his England uh, bow but at the same time, he hasn't played all the time at Swansea. I don't think he is at the moment. He's behind the AU brothers, isn't he? Yeah, he's featured a bit and he's popped up with the odd goal, but it hasn't really worked out like it did at Bristol City for him. So maybe he could have done with a, another year of championship experience. And I think a lot of focus this summer will be on Bobby Reid, but he said yesterday, he said to you, I'm here to stay. Do we read too much into that? Yeah, I was an uh, interesting one, that. Um, I don't know. I, I've got fingers crossed that he really means that. And let's be honest, um, yeah, Bristol is going to whole terrific sway for him isn't it because he's a Bristol lad he's got his friends here but um, I know that he's ambitious as well he said this um, previously in several interviews Um, uh, he he wants to play Premier League football he probably wants to play Champions League football if he can and I do think he is cut out to play at um, the very highest level so it'll depend a little bit on him I mean 
I've got two scenarios I want to throw at you here. Um, one is that maybe, and this could have been what happened with Aidan Flint, the club says, Bobby, give us one more year and if we don't make it next year, then we will sell you at a reasonable price, we'll let you go. How about that? He signs a new deal. That could happen. That could have happened with Aidan Flint because he obviously signed a new deal this year. They might have said there's a release clause in there. or no, we'll Flint's got to... a release clause for sure. OK. Uh... <laughs> That's just my opinion. <laughs> OK. And, um, yeah, the other scenario is... Uh, Bobby says, I'm not going to sign a new deal because I want to see what happens at the end of my yeah. contract and yeah. I, I'm ambitious and I want to play at the highest level. Uh, and uh, the club then says, OK, but we're going to hold you to the end of your contract because we might only get seven, eight million pounds in. It's going to be very difficult to replace you. Mm. And potentially we could get a hundred million pounds from being promoted. And I yeah. honestly think if City kept all their best players this season, add two or three players of quality, which is all they need, mm. I think, at this moment in time, they will really challenge hard next year. So two scenarios there that potentially could play out. Yeah, and, you know, neither one, neither of them is, is, is drastically bad because Lee Johnson said there's going to be some difficult decisions to make in summer. They're going to be for the good of the club. He said this in the press conference. But a few people have said, OK, why is he talking about summer already? We haven't even finished the season yet. If he truly believes that Bristol City are still in with a shout of the playoffs, why are we talking about summer already? Yeah, good question. I think two things, really. I think Lee's brutally honest and um, he's just being realistic. Um, he's yeah, Maybe he's trying to send out a signal to the fans at the moment, really, that, yeah, there could be tough times ahead. Uh, we hear, obviously, Mark Ashton has said that the club plans sort of two to three transfer windows in advance. So maybe they've already got a plan for this this summer. In fact, I know they have because Mark said, didn't he, at the end of January that they had two plans for whichever division they're in next year. So, yeah, they'll be ready for every... Um, Every scenario, and we'll have to see. Um, secondly, I think it was kind of um, a nat- natural segue of um, talking about Bobby Reed and his future, uh, and then discussing as other players as well, sort of Marlon Pack and Joe Bryan, whether these guys are, are going to be sticking around for the for the long term future, or whether they might move on in the summer. Do you think they they will have learned lessons from January because? Those three signings weren't really big enough. And then you look at Fulham signing Alexander Mitrovic and things like that. And Lewis Grabham, of course, moved as well. Could Bristol City not have got a striker like that, which would have improved their fortunes, perhaps? I mean, it's hard to say in what area it's really gone wrong this season because they have still been scoring. And I know defensively there's been a few errors, but where would you have reinforced? In I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing. I hate that saying, but... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> The injuries and the long-term injuries have played a part. Um, I know that's the message from the club, but you can't ignore that. Um, it's it's not necessarily the amount of injuries; it's the long-termness. I've just made that up as a word, but it's, yeah, <laughs> it basically the long the longevity of those injuries. Um, having Matty Taylor out for three to four months, having Famer Jeju out for three months, Pisano out for three months, Milan Juric for five six months, Calamo Dowda five months. All these guys have been missed, and it, it, it essentially means. City have had, um, They've had an 18 man squad for yeah. us, for, ma- for most of the season, yeah. really. Yeah. So, and players, you know, have had so much upon them asked that they have had the old off game. Is that what they, you're saying? Because I, I, what I'm saying is, I believe the quality has been there, but I guess that the quality has almost been exhausted in a way. Absolutely, 100% agree with that. And spoke to some Borough fans after the match on Saturday, and they said that. 
basically they thought City looked knackered. They looked um, very tired, like the players had been flogged. Um, and there certainly wasn't the pressing. From being up there watching the game, the second half, they they just sat back, sat too deep. They didn't get up the field. Um, and yeah, they just didn't have the energy for that. And I think that has been yeah, a real problem this year, especially the way Lee wants the, the side to play, this high-pressing, high-energy tempo um, uh, and real pace to the game. You, you just can't do that all the time unless you've got a, a full quality squad. And Hull on Saturday, they've been slowly clawing their way to safety, really, with Nigel Adkins. They haven't been spectacular, but they're fine now, aren't they? So what's going to happen? Do you think they fancy an upset Ashton Gate on Saturday? Because people will think Bristol City on paper are the favourites, but, I mean, the form isn't great for them. No, I fancy Bristol City. I always thought they might finish the the season okay. So, um, yeah, I think we're due another win at Ashton Gate. Certainly the players will want to put right maybe the last couple of games and improve their form. Uh, what is it, four losses now, I think, isn't it, in the last... Yeah, I mean, they had that Ipswich, yeah. uh, not Ipswich, Birmingham City win. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Ipswich win a few weeks ago as well, but the one against Birmingham City was good and they rode their luck at times and that's when I thought, OK, they'll kick on from here, but then you get the defeat to Borough. In no way am I suggesting this, but um, obviously if the players did want to move, then maybe they need to uh, buck their ideas up and yeah. play well. But Yeah. Um, yeah. And talking of moves, I know you mentioned Aidan Flint there, and I think it's something we'll come on to more in a couple of weeks, but do these contracts mean anything right now? I think they do in terms of um, certainly the, the money you can bring in as a club. I mean, because that's the problem with Bobby Reed. He's got one year left on his deal. Uh, I think Marlon Pack is the same. Uh, in fact, I know he is. Uh, and but does it mean anything, not in terms of money, but in terms of the players staying? Well... Yes and no. Uh, it, it makes it more difficult for the other club to obviously negotiate a fee. Um, but yeah, ultimately, probably players do what they want most of the time. However, last summer we saw Flint, uh, what was the phrase? He had his head turned, um, yeah. I think Lee Johnson said. Um, but he didn't end up going anywhere. But things will be different this year because the transfer window closes on the 9th of August. Very interesting. Very new dynamic and certainly something I'll be asking Lee Johnson about at the next press conference. Because... Things could be more done and dusted by then, right? Absolutely. I I think it probably plays into City's hands. I think um, it probably helps them because things will have to be settled before the season starts. What what, Do we have a date for the season starting yet? We don't, do we? Because does that get decided in June? I've got somewhere August the 9th is... uh, August the 9th, so because it's... Is ringing in... The 4th and the 5th was the start of the season. That weekend this year was the season starter last year because I, I remember the game against Barnsley I think it was August the 6th last year the first Saturday in August but because of the World Cup do we go a week later so do we start on the 11th and the 12th because of the World Cup or not is that not true am I, I just completely <laughs> Greg was frantically typing as we speak the thing is as well the fixtures get released mid-June don't they and that's when we sort of get an idea of how the season's going to pan out but we wait for the EFL to release those dates. Am I right, Gregor? 4th of August. Ah, uh, uh, there we are. Yeah. Just like that. <laughs> and um, 4th of August will, will be the next season. God, we're already talking about the new season and the fact we're talking about it in the Championship sort of says it all about what we're expecting. Um, I was down at Plymouth Argyle on Saturday and saw a Bristol City loanee, Zach Viner. Um, by all accounts, from what you've heard, he's doing really well. He played brilliantly. 
yeah. he, I mean, he's got to be one for next season, hasn't he? Absolutely. I, have I mentioned this before? I probably have. But um, I was told that he was very close to an England under-20 call-up in the in the last squad. Not surprised. So, um, and obviously Lloyd's already in, in there. So that could be something to watch out for in the summer. He might get a call-up then. And um, yeah, he's been playing brilliant. Yeah, he's, he has been really good for Plymouth Argyle. He's been on this terrific run. OK, and when we talk about losing players, you've got your eye on a few youngsters coming through as well, haven't you? Yeah, I think that's a really key point. And um, this is something that Lee made reference to yesterday, that if you lose any players, then City do really have some top quality coming through the ranks. I mean, we saw this um, with Lloyd Kelly. I have to say, on Saturday, Lloyd Kelly was absolutely amazing going forward with the ball. A little bit of work to do defensively, but he was up against Traore, who on his day oh, is yeah. the best in the in the league. Um, but he was he was unbelievably good going forward with the ball. Just so easily went past his man. Um, and it's not just him. Obviously, Vinay that you've mentioned, and there are other guys there as well. So, um, yeah, a lot to look forward to um, in terms of more talent coming from the academy. And that is the way the club is going to be going. Well, that's exciting times for the future then. Well, we'll be back next week after the whole game. Uh, 1% is the chance, but 1% is still a chance of achieving promotion. According to Gregor's statistician, stat, is a hard word to say, statistician, is ben, that it? Yeah, Ben Mayhew is his name. I'm going to okay. give him a shout. Right, thank you for the, the fact of the stat, Ben. We'll see if that 1% turns into 100% on the final day of the season. And we'll be back next week. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review us as well. Thanks for listening. Robins on the Wire.